airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Richard is over in Studio CC. Sherry mm-hmm. B is off today. And mm-hmm. uh, we so appreciate Richard jumping in and helping us uh, get our guest on today. And we're going to go to our guest um, immediately, Dr. Bernardo, Donardo Ramos mm-hmm. is um, the executive director of Rahab's Daughters. And before I go into this, let me just kind of set this up for, yeah. our, for our listeners, because um, usually on a Friday, we do a little bit of a lighter show. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we will do that in the second and third segment. We're going right. to kind of make a shift here. But there was something very important that is happening this weekend. Yes. And for many people, that will be the Super Bowl. And right. it will just be the <laughs> Super Bowl. And that will be the big deal. But the reason we invited uh, Dr. Ramos on with us is mm-hmm. because there is something else that is happening um, under, I guess, the protective cover of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that is that young girls and mm. women will be trafficked for sex. Yeah. And many of us, myself included, do not automatically make this connection, but we need to. We and, need to understand what's happening. And when you think about it, what what a perfect like shield if you have an event that's supposed to be celebration uh mm-hmm. you know just a sports event that's supposed to be fun for kids and and parents alike that you have this going on it's like you know undercover but but you in plain sight it. and because people are distracted and people don't think about exactly. it they, they don't make the connection so they're not looking for uh the signs and we're going right. to talk a little bit about that but we're going to discuss the ministry of Rahab's daughters mm-hmm. uh which specializes in rescue Mm-hmm. rehabilitation and reintegration of survivors after trafficking. And we're also going to talk about why it's important, especially to highlight this ministry and the work that Rahab's daughters is doing um, around the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. everything that's happening there. Uh, Dr. Ramos, thank you so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate being on. Let's do this um, because I've only recently been introduced to your ministry, to your organization. Um, would you please Tell our listeners about the work that you're doing, how mm-hmm. the work was started, and why it's so vital. Absolutely. Uh, well, Rahab's Daughters was started by myself and our co-founder uh, because uh, we understood that there was um, another world, essentially, that was happening around major sporting events, as mm-hmm. well as in our communities and cities every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, my co-founder is also a survivor of human trafficking. Mm. Um, And we found that the resources for the uh, women and young ladies who wanted to get out of the industry just were not vital or around for them. And so the ministry was started as a way of giving them an out, giving them a a way of escape, uh, but also working with them through the entire process from the point of rescue uh, rehabilitating them, giving them housing as we have safe houses for they and their children if they have children, mm. uh, as well as working with them to develop any new skills or to 
promote themselves in various ways, such as learning a trade, um, so that they can be reintegrated within society and they don't have to look back again. And how many years ago did you guys start this this organization? The organization was started in 2013. Okay. Um, as as like I said, as a means of giving them a way out, as yeah. well as housing, because the one important thing is, even though this is um, a situation where there are over 16,000 a year, there are not enough beds. Most cities only have a maximum of about 10 beds for human wow. trafficking survivors. Wow. You know, Dr. Ramos, and this is probably going to be something that is familiar to you, but there is just an incredible amount of ignorance. And I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I mean that in a literal sense that mm-hmm. there are just many Americans, and I speak as a Christian, we are just unaware mm-hmm. of what is going on. I think that only until recently have we begun to make the connection mm-hmm. with um, girls going missing and, you know, mm-hmm. what we have commonly thought was prostitution. Yeah. And so we had yeah. this picture yeah. that, oh, these women want to be here. They have elected to sell their bodies. Yeah. And many of us didn't understand all of the, the behind the scenes work mm-hmm. that goes into abducting women and boys. We mm-hmm. understand that that is yeah. also happening, but then yeah. also selling them into yeah. sex slavery. This is something yeah. that is really still very and it's new. a life issue. It's That's a life right. issue. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Absolutely. Um, and the thing what you just mentioned that most people are ignorant about what human trafficking is. They mm-hmm. do feel that in so many times the victims have an option. They can get out whenever they want to. They have free choice. And that simply is not the case. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's not the case is because this isn't something that just happens overnight. This mm-hmm. is a process. They are targeted. They are groomed. They are led to believe that this trafficker, this lover boy, uh, or lover girl in, in the sense of of boys or men being trafficked, wow. is really in love with them, is their soulmate. So this is a process. And the one thing about this this is something that can occur over months and years. There is no rush because remember that each trafficker, male or female, has at least five to six people already working. So they're okay with waiting six months or a year uh, to groom someone if they feel that it is beneficial for them. Right. Now, the fact that what you said, that many people feel that there's a way out that the victims have an option. I, I always present to them this one this one particular case that the youngest that we have rescued in our organization was a seven month old. What option did that seven month old have? How could oh, they oh have goodness. fought this off? How could they have defended themselves? Wow, a you seven know, month old. What? So so and I and I, I don't want people to think that we only have one note when we talk about this, but over and over. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ramos, what Will and myself, what we have said is that you cannot disconnect um, this insatiable desire and and love of pornography in American culture. Mm. And when you mentioned just now, you talk about a seven month old and just imagine going up from there. This this desire, this industry that is human trafficking, a thirty three billion dollar industry. This Mm -hmm. is fueled by pornographic addiction, is it not? It is. It is. And and many times you have obviously the predominant source of the demand are male, um, and you have them looking at pictures, becoming aroused by pictures. And what many of the men, if not all of them, don't realize, um, many of the women that they see or even the guys that they see are not 
even adults, they're still minors. The mm. girls are made up to look older. The guys are dressed in a very seductive way to appear older than what they are. And in many times, these are minors because younger cells. Wow. Younger, younger cells. cells. I just, I just wanted to, I just yeah. wanted to quote that again. I, I want people. I, I just, we need to have an awakening. Yeah. We need to be stirred so that we see these issues in a way that is quite yeah. different. Uh, one of the things that we've said in the past is that for many of us, we think, well, you know, I, I think that's in bigger cities, that's in larger towns. Like mm. we don't need, really need to worry about that in small town USA. But from everything that I have read and the people that I've interviewed is that if you don't see it in your small town, it's because one, you either are not looking or you don't know what to look for. So before we run out of time in this segment, Dr. Ramos, I want to talk about why the Super Bowl is a connection when we start talking about human trafficking. I want to talk about the work that your organization is doing. Go ahead. Will. And, and also what we can what can we do as the body of Christ uh, on this issue? You know, what are some things that we okay. can can do on this. Understood. So the reason Super Bowl is a major um, um, drawer of, of human trafficking, that, once again, is not just the Super Bowl, it's any major sporting event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a bunch of men getting together, their buddies, their pals, they're joining uh, each other and they're getting away from their families and they, they are becoming intoxicated, whatever they decide to do to really enjoy the moment. Uh, and now they're, if I may, they are becoming horny and they want to have a good time. And for too many in the world, sex is a part of a good time outside of marriage, even if they are married, because some of them are. That's the unfortunate thing. And so any sporting event that is a majority male endorsed or enjoyed, if you will, will have a higher percentage of of human trafficking happening. Uh, there, We estimate that around 10,000 people will be here, if not already here, to be sold in the industry. Wait, wow. give those numbers uh, again. You estimate that what? About 10,000. 10,000 people uh, are here or will be here, but the total number will be about 10,000 people will be brought in to be trafficked. During the Super Bowl alone? To, during the Super Bowl alone. Yes. And in regards to the town being too small, there is no town too small because I assure you, I can find a buyer if I were a trafficker for any age. But yes, the younger the person is, the the more sellable they are, if you will. Um, What can the church do? The church needs to be vigilant. The church needs to have open eyes. The church needs to have their ears uh, in tune to what is said around them. Uh, but the one thing, as as Christians, we cannot hide our heads in the ground and say, this does not affect us, this is not our problem, because here is the very sad thing. It's also in the Church. Right. There are customers in the Church. There are victims in the Church. And so when we see people who walk into the Church who may not look, smell, down, dress the way we do. We need to be sensitive to that because that could be a victim. And we don't know what they had to go through, who they had to fight off to be able to escape 
escape to to run into the doors of the church. Mm-hmm. And so we really need to have open arms and a loving touch for them to let them know that we understand that they may be uncomfortable with their state of being right now, but we are comfortable with having them in our midst. They are indeed our family. And so we really, as a community, need to be vigilant as well as wrap our eyes around them, our hands around them, and let them know that they're loved. And, you know, it's just, it is, it does not get um, easier to hear this information. And I don't find myself understanding it better the more I listen. It's just something that is inconceivable. And I think it's something that the church can no longer ignore. Again, we are not talking about, oh, well, this is a person's choice. This is a person's lifestyle. We're talking about victims. And we have got to have a burdened heart. And we shouldn't try to, um, you know, I, I guess numb that heart, you know, where we ignore and, and, and we kind Absolutely. of look away. We've got to allow ourselves to feel that pain. And so here is how can our listeners um, learn more about your organization and maybe connect with you? I, there's got to be a yeah. way for us to start to educate ourselves more as well on this, Dr. Ramos. Absolutely. There, there are a number of ways you can touch base with us to get more information or to show your support. Our website is www.rahabsdaughters.org. That's Rahab, as in the Bible, R-A-H-A-B-S, uh, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-S dot org. Our phone number is 224-333-0911. We are available to come to various communities, to schools, to social uh, communities, fraternities, sororities, et cetera, to have the conversation. Because that, I believe, is the major reason for the ignorance regarding human trafficking. No one wants to have the conversation. So many times we're afraid to find out what we might already know. Mm-hmm. So we refuse or we're, we're, we reject the idea of this thought. But we really need to have the conversations with our males, our sons, our nephews, et cetera. And we also need need to have these conversations with our daughters because they are prey. Oh, my goodness. It's just sobering. It is just incredibly yeah. sobering. And I will say, you know, Dr. Ramos, thank you so much for, for carving out this time to talk to us about it. And just my, my kind of closing thought here is that the church has always shown up yeah. in every generation That's of the right. church. We have held the line. And let me tell you something. We've been willing, the Church of Jesus Christ has been willing to get her hands dirty, to do the work that no one else was willing to do. And I understand that this is a difficult conversation. It makes people uncomfortable because it involves sex, right? And it involves sex for sale. And so it's tough to have this kind of conversation, but we have got to be like the early church that rescued babies that were abandoned, that visited those Mm. who were in prison. We Mm. did the work that was around us that needed to be done in every generation. And so in this generation, now we have human trafficking. And what are we going to do? How are we going to respond? So I hope that we can take this call to action seriously. Rahabsdaughters.org, Rahabsdaughters.org. We'll grab the break and we'll make a shift and be right back. Living for the most high, feeling like I won't die. Before I get to meet him, I'ma see him crack the whole sky. Everything he teaching me, I'm speaking through the flow now. And it's even sweeter than before now. Got me yelling God over my name. Christ over fame, be the same me before they added lights. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's. It's the Friday edition. And um, we thank you so much for joining us. 
Uh, we, we try to do a little bit of a lighter show, but, you know, as the timing and everything, we were trying to work out and have our guest on. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get him on before today, and so we elected to do it today because the Super Bowl is this weekend, and we thought yeah. that the discussion was a timely one. And uh, when you start to understand what is going on around sporting events, you realize it's important for us to not Man, crazy. bury our head in the sand. Uh, I was talking to one of their representatives. They say they do the same thing for the soup, uh, the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which happened, I think, last weekend. Okay. Uh, and I guess the Olympics, all kind of stuff. You know, it just these big events are ripe for that type of thing. So they, so. they actually, this ministry actually has people out on the ground that are, like, scouting and I watching so. for yeah. signs yeah. of human and trafficking try, and, trying to, help and trying to rescue exactly. young women and girls from this lifestyle. It's it's yeah. incredible. You've got to go and check out the website, rahabsdaughters.org, rahabsdaughters.org, and then pray about if there's something that the Lord wants you to do. Many of us cannot go to these sporting events, but maybe we can help with some of the tangible needs, the practical mm-hmm. needs of these women and girls who are rescued. That's so right. anyway, now I want to make a shift because on um, keeping in step with the Friday edition, we're going to do a little bit of a lighter show. And it just so happens that this Friday coincides with a special day in our family. It is mm-hmm. January the 31st. And um, 13 years ago today, Mariah, our firstborn child, <laughs> made her way into this world <laughs> after um, a, l- <laughs> a long time yeah, in labor. A long time in labor. I don't like to keep bringing it up. I don't like to keep reminding her yeah. of that. Long time in labor. You're not offended. I'm not offended. Which, okay. which somebody over there didn't want any type of uh, help. I or didn't want any drugs. drugs or anything. I didn't, but I didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> I didn't know what I was saying. So, and uh, and boy, um, I learned my lesson that day. <laughs> you learned your lesson. Ask me if there were any help or after that. <laughs> yeah, there sure was. Um, anyways. Hey, Mariah, how Hello. are you? Welcome to the pro- well. Yeah, good. <laughs> Welcome to the program. So about 10 years ago, I posted a picture online, and some of our listeners will be able to go and check that out. About 10 years ago, I had you on the air with me um, when you turned three, brought you in. You spent wow. the day with me here at American Family Association. I don't know that you remember that. It's amazing how it can be so real, but at three, I don't know yeah, if that, that was, was, a, that was a while back. solidified in your brain. Well, here you are 10 years <laughs> later, and I thought that we would bring you on for a Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons because this is a special birthday for you. Yeah. You're a teenager. Yes. <laughs> a teenager. like. Oh, man. Um, so I thought we would talk about some of the wisdom that okay. you have gleaned over yeah. the years, you know, from three to now 13. So you've had a decade, uh, roughly speaking, to grow and to learn about, you know, the world and how to live and all of those things. So I thought you might just give us some wisdom. But how about this? Let's, because I know sometimes you can be a little bit anxious, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know what you're going to ask me. I don't know what we're going to talk about, right? Yes. So I thought we would start with a friendly game of this or that on your birthday. Okay. You like it? That's fun. Okay, okay. So we can loosen up just a little bit here, just this or that. And, um, And you just give us your answer really quickly, okay? And I, I asked Daddy one of these questions last Friday, and uh, I just will start with this one again for you. Okay. Extreme hot or extreme cold? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't give you that answer really quickly. Okay. I'm afraid. I don't know why. Why? <laughs> Be- you mean temperature? Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's all gonna go downhill <laughs> we, from we here. I don't know. Quick answers. Okay. Well, then let me let extreme, me do this. Extreme hot. You you would prefer mm. extreme hot versus extreme cold? Uh, yeah, maybe hot. Okay. No <laughs> cold. 
I just want you to know that none of this is like legal and binding. No. It's not going to stick with you forever. This is just to loosen you up before we get into some of those deeper discussions that we have around the dinner table. Okay. Um, All right. So this or that. Only rice or only pasta? Only pasta. That was quick. Okay. You're from Louisiana. (laughs) She's actually from Louisiana. She is from Louisiana. (laughs) You You know what Louisiana means in French? Home of the rice. (laughs) <laughs> is that true you know it's not no. <laughs> girl you know your mama you know that is not that is not true okay here here you have to sh- this or that and you can't this or that all right okay suddenly powers out suddenly waters off Ooh. power <laughs> <laughs> i need my water i agree i'm man. i agree man S- suddenly yeah we had one day <laughs> man let me just say this and i to everyone who works and helps with all of our utilities all across the country, mm-hmm. God bless you. I know that you're like, you know, we're doing the best we can whenever there's a problem. And 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 you always know that the offices get more than one call. You're mm-hmm. not the first one, but you feel like you're the only one who's brought mm-hmm. it to their attention, mm-hmm. you know? And so we had a few months ago where suddenly our water went out. And so I waited a little bit because I thought, I don't want to be that person, mm-hmm. you know, but when there's five kids mm-hmm. and then suddenly the Man. water goes out. Yeah. So I called and they were like, oh, yeah, we're having a problem with, you know, some main or something like that. So mm-hmm. we had to shut it all off. And my question was, any word on <laughs> <laughs> right. when it'll all be back on? Right. And they were like, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. We really, <laughs> we're working as fast as we can. And man, in that moment, do you know, it's like, it's like the, um, if you can't move, if someone says don't move a muscle, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have to move. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as you lose anything, lights, water, mm. you know, you need it desperately. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I'm with Mariah though. Yeah. I, I can go without the... electricity, but or like That's power. not easy though, but I think the water is more necessary. Because you can do flashlights. Yeah, you, yeah. Like you can get exactly. around. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I you agree. You don't really need devices either. Right? Right. Or Wi-Fi, right? Right, you don't, I like you don't how need you, that. Why aren't you saying right? <laughs> hey, then we just we, we got board games. We can't play in the dark, but we can have a candlelight board game. <laughs> 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 so okay, Mariah, steak or chicken? Hmm. Steak. Yeah. I just want. Uh, I just want anyone who would be a, a potential suitor in the future to hear that. <laughs> Not a cheap date will she make. All right. Not just. I just want people to be aware of that. Okay, Daddy, this one is for you. Uh-oh. Right. Um. You're out of apple cider vinegar or you're out of lemons at home. <laughs> you have to pick one. You're out of apple cider vinegar or you're oh, out of lemons. Oh, man. I'll say out, out of uh, lemons. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, I'll say out of lemons. One, one more for you and then we'll move on. I think she's warmed up after this. Okay. okay. Um, traffic jam or flight delay? Oh, oh, traffic. Wait. Yeah, traffic jam. <laughs> what are you? Okay. Traffic jam. Flight delay, you're going to have to spend a night probably. No, but here's the thing, though. Our airports are like many towns. Yeah, but. I mean, I've never had a huge, huge flight delay. Like what type of traffic jam are you talking about? Like, Ones it where you're just sitting all? there. Yeah, you're just sitting there. What are you doing? You're not going in and out of shop. Okay. You're, yeah. you're not getting a pizza. You're right. You're right. You're, you're, right. you're yeah. just sitting there. I was, yeah, I, I, I would change that answer. I would say. I mean, like I don't want to influence because, you. No, I would say flight delay as I think about it, but that my original, I was thinking 
Like if traffic jam, it still can be moving. No. No? You're stable. <laughs> You're just sitting. I All mean, right. you know, okay. I got one more for you. This All is this right. is for Daddy's. Mia. Okay. This is Daddy's. Mariah, you can chime in on this too if you want. If I you made my music. I went ding, ding, ding. That was ding. great. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, Daddy, here's yours, and then we'll make a shift. Uh, home with the kids and no snacks or home. <laughs> <laughs> or, or home with the kids and no naps. Home with the kids. Which one would I would I choose? Yeah, this I would or choose that. home with the kids with no nap. Really? I need the snacks there. No. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we. Sorry we, to anyone we, who lost their hearing. <laughs> we have to have the snacks, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Like I can kind of bear a little bit with with the. Um, because you use the snacks as as like a yeah the a snacks pacifier. we got we gotta have That's the snacks. A shame. That's a shame. <laughs> we got to have the snacks. Let me just say this. I agree with you. Mariah, what do you think? Home with the kids, no snacks. Home with the kids, no nap. Well, there are only two kids that really need to take a nap, so I don't want to <laughs> That's a good point. And so that's you, really one that so really needs to take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> or he gets wild. All right, let's make a shift, Mariah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So you, um, you're the first in the Addison household, and uh, you're the big <laughs> sister, right? What are some of the things that you enjoy? What are some of your favorite hobbies and, and pastimes and things like that? Um, I like to listen to music sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I like to look at um, some of Gabby's drawings. Yeah, Gabby's an artist, and she she is really good. She, yeah. Yeah. So you enjoy doing that? Yeah, I like to play outside on occasion. Um, <laughs> You're not mentioning something that I think that you really like. You do it all the time. Oh, uh, <laughs> do you know what it, I don't know what it is. Is it piano? Well, I, no, that's not what I was thinking. I'm growing to like it. I was thinking like make videos and stuff like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember what you, you remember? We had a conversation. You told me that you wanted to be a YouTube star when you grew up. Mm. Man, when was that? Yes, I think so. <laughs> what school. Yeah, we were talking about it during school. When I said star, I didn't mean star. <laughs> I just meant like you wanted to make YouTube videos, yeah, and like, 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 like yeah. Make you want to have your own channel and for people to subscribe and, and yeah, but that's not oh. a star. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but what kind of conversation did we have around that? Did you feel like I was not understanding? Because I did try to steer you away from that as like a profession. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't want it to be a profession. It's I just want to like have that as an option. Okay, to make videos. But not just make videos to have like a channel because I feel like there's a lot of talent that I have that I want other people to like, like I want to share it. Okay. Like I want other people to like see. So could mm. you do that? You could do that part time, right? You wouldn't have to have that yeah. just as like your job. Yeah. I don't want that as my job anymore. That yeah. was like, I don't, I probably communicated that wrong. I don't want that as my job. Okay, good. And I feel better about that because <laughs> after, you know, as especially because this is a conversation that popped up during school whereby, you know. We acknowledge I'm investing in you. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't want you to, um, because this is a thing now. Mm -hmm. Like one of the like big goals in life for your generation is to be a social media influencer. Mm -hmm. But I like acting. You do. Like yeah. whenever I'm chosen for and a you're spot, good I at love it. it. Yeah. And, make, and voices and yeah, um, you know, a lot of good talent. And, and that's true. But are there other professions? <laughs> yeah, other professions that I wanted. Like, I, yeah, what do you want to be when you grow up? Toys R Us kid. 
Oh, can't be that no, anymore. That's no more Toys R Us. All that comes to my mind is mom. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful that's a, profession. Look, that's a strong profession. That's great, Mariah. I think you're going to be more a great than a mom. Profession. You're already you know, shaping up in, as a great big sister, and I think you'll be a great mom. I'm really excited about that. Oh, well. show it. <laughs> 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 All right. So tell me what it's like to be a Christian. Um, now you're headed into your teen years. You've, you've come out of uh, those tween and those middle school years. Um, tell me what you think about Christianity. Is it something that is real to you, or is it something that has just been kind of passed on to you that you feel like you had no choice because this is just what we do around here? Well, I didn't feel like it was a. I didn't really feel like it was real when I was younger because three, right? Yeah, yeah, like younger because I kind of just like it wasn't like cr- cr- the way Christians are described now, or like it's not. It wasn't as serious because I didn't take it seriously because I was younger. But getting older, it seems like it has a little bit more of like a weight or like yeah. something like a little bit mm-hmm. more you have to just like do. Do you understand your faith more as you grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like it's just, for me, it's harder, like, when you say, like, if someone were to ask, are you a Christian, I'd be like, yes, I am. And, but, like, if they'll ask you why, I can say why, but it's just kind of like, yeah, because I want to be like that. I mean, and I'm not saying it's like an option, op- like, yeah, I choose this one day and then I choose the next day, but I just mm-hmm. feel like I just want to be a Christian. Like, there's not really anything that's ever come up that makes me feel like, oh, do I really want to be a Christian? Except for when it comes to sometimes not wanting to be a Christian, but like where I choose that and like opportunities and stuff. Explain that. Because we've had some conversations about things that maybe we choose not to do because of our faith and because of wanting to honor the Lord. And then there are other things that we do. Um, Do you ever feel a conflict or do you ever maybe resent some of the things that you don't get to do? And you can tell me honestly, do you ever feel like, well, oh, I should be able to do that? Well, like with my Miraculous Ladybug game, I deleted it, and then I wanted to get it back, but it's like partnering with a organization that is like gay and stuff. So, yeah. so they I were, couldn't, so I couldn't so, get that game. Back. So let me let's give some background to our listening audience, right? So, so here's some Sorry. background. Oh no, that's okay. So you had a game on on the iPad, right? And we have a family iPad, and there was a game on there that the game in and of itself was not horrible. And I made some concessions, even though I didn't like everything about it, I decided, okay, you know, this game Mm -hmm. is okay, but they would pop up these ads. And can you describe, and we'll give a disclaimer if you have younger, younger listeners, but this is, can we describe some of the ads that would pop up? Do you feel comfortable to describe that? Well, the, mm, well, like there are like ads that, I mean, like, there was this one fashion ad where it showed, like, all these different, like, celebrities going by, and then it showed this one person, and he had, like, no clothes on. Yeah. And they're, like, blurs. Yeah. Like, you know those little squares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, look, this is how I laugh. I'm so, I know. Like, when, we were, when we were at um, Legoland, and I, we were watching the screen, and I was laughing. Everybody's like, ah. I was like, ah. Oh, okay. I know. I know, honey. But it was really hard. You did that, that just, from your mom. No. Okay. All right. Just, just. Adjust. Uh. It's okay, sweetie. I want you to be yourself. Just you just upset somebody. Um, it's it's Sorry. okay. I do it all the time. I know I upset people when I, you know. Um, okay, so so one of the things that we did was we said, okay, you know, we try to extend grace, but when we have like these repeated offenses, mm-hmm. we're like we're not we're done. Go. Yeah, it's kind of like a threat. It's a threat. It and it upset you. And there were other ads that upset you. And you like told on my me, Charlie's Angels game. Yeah, and you told me about that. And that it's was like, big. 
you're like, okay, so this is just a game where I'm just chasing and I'm chasing after um, bad guys and villains all of this and villains. But then the one ad popped up. It was like, do you want to feel adult feelings? And it showed all these stuff. I was like, what was the question that the ad asked you? Do you want to feel adult feelings? Do you want to feel adult And it went through the lust, power, and all this stuff. And it was showing all these wow. images. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And so after that, what do we, we have to make a decision where just we say, this is out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can't trust them, right? Yeah. All right, we can talk a little bit more about this on the other side of the break. Aaron the Addison's The Friday Edition. We'll be right back with Mariah. Stay close. And the word became flesh. 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 And dwelt among us. Dwelt among us. Said he dwelt among us. dwelt among us. You know he dwelt among us. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made, and him was light, and the light was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness had not overcome it. Hold up, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through. Him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone, to everyone was coming into the world, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. Did not know him. Did not know him. He came to his own and his own people. Did not receive him. Did not receive him. Did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who, who believed in his name, he, he gave the right to become children. Children of God. I said children. Children of God. Who were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of men, but of God. Repeat. Who were born out of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of men, but, but of God. God. And the word became flesh. The word became flesh. The word became Welcome flesh. Back. The word became flesh. This is how the we memorize scripture. Flesh. The word became Welcome flesh. back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family that. Radio. I just embarrassed my 13-year-old. Um, this is how we memorize scripture. And this is how I, re I memorize scripture. Actually, I'm able to memorize John chapter 1 by teaching it to them in song. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing this one day, and we worked on it over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Everyone contributing, right, Mariah? Yes. 
Are you? <laughs> are you? Oh! Are you embarrassed? Not really. Okay. It's just when my part came. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry about that. Um, did it help you memorize John chapter one? Yes. It's good, right? So I yes. want to ask you a question: Is your faith your faith? And this is what we kind of touched on. Are you a Christian because your mom and dad are Christians, or are you a Christian because you have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Tell us, tell us about that. Why, why are you a follower of Jesus? Well, I know it's not just because of you guys. Like, I know it's something else, but I can't really put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, explaining. It doesn't seem like it's just, like, I'm not doing it because, oh, yeah, well, my mom told me and my dad told me. It's not, I don't feel like when I'm ever giving a defense, I don't feel like it's ever just you guys that are, like, a part of it. Like, not in, like, a bad way. I mean, like. I'm not offended. You guys, like, telling me and, like, showing this to me, but I'm talking about. Like when it comes to like me defending, it's not the defending the faith. It's not really like you guys are the like the reason. Do you feel like um, do you feel like God has revealed Himself to you? Do you know Him personally? And well, I mean, I feel like I'm not really like I don't feel like I'm really like being revealed to Him. Like like He's not really revealing Himself to me personally yet. I don't know. I mean, like, a lot of people are saying, oh, so then God told me, and God told me, I can't, I don't really have that feeling. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What evidence do you have? Like, what does it take to be a Christian? Like, how do you know that you're a Christian? I feel like, right, it's, sometimes I just feel like I just have right and wrong, but just, like, amped up. Explain that to me. Like, right and wrong, but from, like, <clears throat> excuse me, from, like, a Christian view. Okay. Like, not just like, oh, don't take that toy because it's wrong. T- don't take that toy because it's wrong. Would you like that if that were done to you? Think about what Jesus wants, like, stuff like that. Okay. But I don't feel, really feel God speaking to me, like, and, it, and if I ever do feel it, it's probably, like, a false alarm. Like, it's not. It's a not, false alarm? <laughs> yeah, like, I, when I was in the bathroom, I thought I heard someone whisper my name. Next time, just say, speak for your servant is listening. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> and there was nothing else. Yeah, that's why I said that's like an alarm. Okay, well, now, I don't want you to get caught up so much in, like, hearing this audible voice or anything like that. I think sometimes that can be um, a desire that we have that may not be consistent with how the Lord speaks to all of us, right? Um, remember we talked about being able to um, hear the Lord as he speaks also through his word. But hearing the Lord and just having feelings of being a Christian, is that what confirms that we are a Christian? How, how do we know that we are saved. Now that I think about it, I feel like the Lord has spoken to me through dreams. Okay. And also, um, oh, what was the other example I was going to use? Oh, I forgot. Oh. Uh, It'll come to you in a second. But I'm, I'm curious to know your answer to how do you know that you're a Christian? Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> about ha- having like a certain feeling. Like when you do something wrong, it's like something for most, it's in everybody, excuse me. <clears throat> so I think in most people, we call that conscience. Right? Yeah, but like when you're a Christian, it's a little bit more amplified, like as in like, like that's wrong and like you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, that's wrong and I don't think that's the best decision. It's some sometimes with the conscience, your conscience, it may be like either or kind of thing. Like, like you could override it. Yeah, you can override it, but like I feel like when God speaks to you, it's a little bit more. It's like, like a conviction. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, how do you know that you're a Christian? Well, I mean. How does, how does, how does one know that one is a Christian? Like, can you give me an answer to that? Like if, because I've heard you talk about wanting to witness to your friends and wanting to tell them about Jesus. So I, 
I want to know, do you know, how do you know that you're a Christian? I just... Like, what is required for one to become a Christian? Well, they have to say with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and, like, confess that Mm -hmm. um, Jesus is, like, who he says he is Mm -hmm. and, like, realize that for themselves. Well, not just for themselves. Like, it's not works or anything. But then also after that, you have to, like, you can't just do the same stuff that you used to do. And the reason I, I think I know I'm a Christian is because there's just, like, a difference in the way you behave. And so... I guess I can just, I just feel it, or I can tell. I, I guess me being saved, like, when I was younger, three, I don't really remember the age. Mm-hmm. Ex- that's the, I feel like that's an issue. I don't even remember. So, like, for most people to say, oh, like, this burden was lifted and all this stuff, well, I didn't feel that. So mm-hmm. that's why when you ask me, oh, how do you know you're a Christian? It kind of just, like, but, it just grew, and then it became real later. Okay. Like, so have you ever had those moments where you have doubted? whether or not you're a Christian or questioned your faith? I haven't ever doubted that I'm a Christian, but, like, I can't... It's hard to answer that question when I was... I profess so young. Okay, so so what do you think should be done about that? Like, I just you, feel like I should just still believe that I am a Christian. Yeah. Because I there are lots of times where, like, I feel it, and, like, you could, there can be differences in the way... I mean, the way you communicate and all that stuff and, like, the way you feel... Yeah, I'm concerned. I don't want you to base so much of your faith on your feelings. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I want you to have the assurance that you're a believer, that the Lord has saved you based on what the scriptures teach us about what is required to have eternal life. So we've been reading through the book of Acts, right? Mm -hmm. What What have you gleaned as we've been reading through the book of Acts about how one becomes a Christian? Like, how are we saved? How are we saved? Well, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and mm-hmm. um, knowing that God raised him from the dead. Yeah. And I believe all that stuff. That's what. Yeah. I'm not saying it's just feelings. I'm right. saying like. Yeah. But it's hard to like for me to communicate that because. Yeah. So young. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. And that's fine. I don't want to put you on the spot. But I think this is a good conversation to have because it helps me to understand what you think about your faith and what you think about your relationship with the Lord. I don't feel like it's fake. I know it's real. Yeah. It's just hard to communicate. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. And I think that we grow in our knowledge of God. Yeah. I think we grow in our understanding, and um, the Lord ministers to us. Do you feel like the Lord has ever shown you things about himself and his word where you felt? I only really feel that through dreams. Yeah. And sometimes they can be fake because, like, it might just be things I'm thinking about in the moment, and then, like, it's in the dreams. Like eating pizza before you go to bed. Then (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about even uh, in his word as y'all study his word like um do you do you feel like you see god more through his word and through different things that you read that may come to life as as, you know as you guys are reading and studying yeah yeah Mm -hmm. there's you've expressed to me sometimes um your desire to minister to people that you feel like um may be overlooked in culture Mm -hmm. they may be overlooked in society and you've mentioned to me that you feel like some of the celebrities that we warn you about, you feel like they need ministry, that they need to tell me a little bit more yeah, about Yeah, like that. I feel like they just need more than just like, oh, you need to be saved and Jesus loves you and all that stuff. I feel like they actually need to be talked to okay, like, mm-hmm. in, in a way? more like concerning way. That's just what I feel. So like, you feel Christians shouldn't be dismissive of people who um, seem to be 
working things that are like evil or going against God. You feel like they need more ministry is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, give I mean, me an example. I feel like there's always like answers. Like there's not just like, cause when you say you're lost, it's like, you don't know where you're going, but I feel like there's not, you're not really like lost, lost. Like there's always like an answer to get you out in some way. So that's what I, that's what just what I think of those people. Like, I feel like a lot of them were not just like, like, they're not just... You feel like there's hope for them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember once you were telling me that you feel like beneath the surface that we're talking about broken people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as we were driving in, you mentioned the example of Michelle Wolf, the woman who was talking about her abortion and mm. how she felt like it had given her all the Yeah, I feel like she's just trying to make herself feel better about mm. a bad choice that she made and then trying to make other girls feel like, you know, I make like showing like on the front that I'm feel great about this. So you guys should feel great about this too. Yeah. Even though she probably, cause like, I mean, she has like kids now, right? Right. If like, if I were one of them, I would be like, well, are you, I mean, how did you, why did you, you just decided, Hey, I'm not going to do that. So I'm not going to do that. I did. She's going to do that then. How, or maybe then, and then just keep my children now. That's, I would be like, am I safe? Like, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. We were talking recently in school because we were um, we were looking at Acts chapter 16, where the Apostle Paul was appealing to his rights as a mm. Roman citizen. You remember this? And uh, they come and the magistrates are like, okay, now you can leave. And the Philippian jailer is like, you can go quietly. And Paul is like, wait, no, hold on a second. You guys have done this all publicly, and now you want to just let us go quietly. He's like, no, let them come and bring us out. And as a result of that, we started talking about the importance of knowing what our rights are, right? So we talked about the founding of this country. We talked about the Declaration of Independence. And we talked about the Constitution. And as I was reading to you guys from those documents, there was something that stood out to you. And we talked about um, protecting life. And you talked about the rights that we have. Um, by the way, where do our rights come from? They come from God. And so what's the purpose of the government? Government protects our rights. That's right. Government does not give us our rights. Government protects our rights. And so one of the things that you said, as I was reading through these documents, you said, man, what about unborn babies? Like, don't they have the right to life? And I thought it was really interesting that you made that connection. Do you feel like we are denying babies their right to life in this country by having legal abortion? Yeah, I feel like it should be illegal. One, because it's just cruel. And two, because like if you're, I mean, I feel like it's really an issue I really feel like the defenses that the women give are immature. Okay. Oh, yeah, my body, my choice. It's That's an immature response to, I mean, like, if you, if, you're, if your mom were in this place right now, what would you feel? Yeah. Like, I feel like there need to be questions like, you know those simple questions you ask kids, would you like that to be done to you? Like that, right. that, I <laughs> right. feel like they need to be asked to grown us because I feel like they should just forget about it and just think it's like a kid thing. It's yeah. not just a kid thing. You yeah. can ask that to, like, anybody and be like, well, yeah, I wouldn't. Exactly. So why would you do that? So what do you think are some of the defenses that Christians need to make and give as a reason to defend and protect life? Because you do have women who say, this is my body. They say, this is my choice. Um, or they say, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to be the one raising the baby, so I should have the right to do what I want. What would you say to that? Well, isn't it doctors' jobs to protect life? Why would they like do the exact opposite? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it just shows that we've gotten things really upside down in this country and that we've moved so far away from God. So my question is, as you grow into a young woman um, in the United States of America, what are the things that you think that the Lord would want you to do as a faithful Christian? Like, how do you think you live as a witness for Jesus 
in a culture that is hostile to the truth. Well, I notice a lot of times you bring up people that are like, they get out there and actually do that stuff, do the stuff like where they get the information. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be so much as a person that like, well, I want to expose it, but I don't know if I'm really in that place. I kind of just want to actually like find a way to be able to like reach those people, even if they're like, like, you know, those Disney stars, like it starts there and then they get up there and it's like, quote unquote, too hard to reach. Like, like, this too much. But if you just start where they're like first developing, as I like to say, and then like, you reach them while they're young. Yeah, then you can get to them and, like, help out with those stuff. Like, you know, you can use a few examples. So that would be you reaching people in your age group right now. Exactly. So by the time they're in my age group, they've already been exposed to the truth or at least challenged in some of the ways that they think. Yes. Mariah, thank you for joining us thank today. You. I'm sorry some of the questions seemed intense. That's just what I do for a living. All right, we'll be back <laughs> on Monday. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.